0: Is Priest Hall was a better running back than Fred Taylor? Hell no. <laughs> nah. When he made the Pro Bowl.
1: Well, let's be clear. I didn't leak that information. Me and my agent, we, we are not the ones who leaked that information. So y'all need to ask the other side or whoever. Folks
0: want to pop off? I wasn't really prepared for this interview to go in this direction. If you don't want to play football, just walk away from the game. Don't give me no because I'm scared. If you're scared, you're scared. Go to church.
1: And let's face it, all the great NFL quarterbacks have had mustaches. This is probably not that bad. This is not that bad. Knock on wood if you're with me, okay?
0: This is the best podcast happening right now. I don't want to be struggling, trying to pick the proper wording and being politically correct. No, man, I'm tired of that. I just want to talk like I talk.
1: <laughs> keep it real. We keep, keep it real, real man. Keep It Real Podcast, episode 122. Uh, we back for another week. Chill Will is here.
0: Big Sofa is here. Self-quarantining still.
1: Still doing the social distance. But understand, people, if y'all follow Big Sofa on Instagram, look, we had the Cinco de Mayo this week. And, dog, you, you had it looking like a Mexican restaurant over there at the house.
0: Taco Tuesday, maybe. We had Taco Tuesday all the time, but... We turned it up. We did the crunch wraps where you uh, do the taco with the, with the burrito, the soft burrito. You have the big burrito, but then you put the whole You put it in the pan. Yeah. And you have to like, you hit it with a little, you know, just hit a little quick uh, browning on the outside, uh, kind of melt everything inside together. But it's a, it's a dish that served a taco Bell Just, Saw the recipe, I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and knock it out for Taco Tuesday. No,
1: y'all y'alls look better than Taco Bell. And I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> we're supposed to be social distancing, but I started to come over there and get some of that right there. Plus, you had the drink your drink too. Had the margaritas. Oh, yeah, I saw you. I saw oh, yeah,
0: you, man. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, definitely had the margaritas. Uh, that's you know, that's always
1: with the Cinco de Mayo going on.
0: Well, you know, the the Mexicans celebrating uh, their independence against the French. So, uh, you know. <laughs> You know, a lot of people just be drinking, but it is the Mexicans' independence from
1: the, the field. Look at that. You, you better than me because I didn't even know what they were celebrating. I just know it's a yeah, party on Cinco de Mayo. That's all I knew. That's
0: what, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, I figure if I was be out drinking beer and stuff, I figure I'd at least know what I was drinking about. <laughs> and that's, 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 that's what it is. <laughs>
1: Look, let's, let's go ahead and jump into it, man. This is going to be a pretty busy week um, with the NFL because the schedule comes out this week. Comes out Thursday night. Yeah, yeah I
0: think that's going to be, uh, you know, that's going to be interesting. I think a lot of sports, you know, I think just uh, globally as a whole, I think a lot of organizations, the NBA, uh, NHL, uh, I think you know, major league, you know, baseball, basketball. I think everybody's kind of waiting to see how the NFL, yeah. and you know, really college football handle. Uh, this pandemic uh, with, you know, everything that's going on, the social distancing and, uh, you know, things of that nature. So uh, I think once the schedule comes out and there's talks that, you know, that the Jaguars won't have any games in London, they won't do, you know, the the, the NFL won't have any international games yeah. uh, this year. Yeah, they announced that uh, this week. So that, that's going to be interesting, you know. So now, you know, a lot of teams will get home games and then how – you know, will you know? Will they go forward? Will they have fans? Will it be limited fans? Um, you know, what, what type of you know structure will the NFL set up? And obviously, you know, if you go to the game, you know, and, and people are there, you know, it's, it's not going to be social distancing there. You know, people are going to be cheering loud, uh, drinking alcohol. So um, that's going to be a different a beast to handle, and it's going to be interesting to see how things happen because, you know, say you go to a game and now, uh, you know, you get the coronavirus and now you want to sue the NFL because you say, well, I got it at, you know, the Cowboys versus Redskins game. No, because
1: you you, you better believe that they're going to have some kind of signs up there. um, Basically saying you're here at your own risk. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I saw a documentary last week and it was talking about the coronavirus and how, you know, it was really bad in Italy. So yeah. they traced it back to this big soccer game in Italy. It was in some small town in northern Italy. But the, like the team that was playing, it, w- it was like a team that always lose. But this year they did really good. So they were saying like um, three-fourths of that small town was at the game. So that was, like, the biggest thing happening. Everybody was at the game. And this was, Corona was going on, but it was right before the big outbreak. So they were talking about how, of course, you know, when you score a goal in soccer, everybody's screaming, everybody's hollering. But they were talking oh. about that's how all the, the droplets coming out of people's mouth and, and, and everybody's getting infected. So needless to say, oh. after, after that soccer game, like, a lot of people in the city got sick, a lot. Mm. So they, they're tracing it back to that. So um, then they had a guy talking about how the NBA still kept playing when, you know, the the government was saying, hey, we need to stop. We need to do social distancing. We need to stop having yeah. these large gatherings. But, you know, the, NF- the NBA kept playing games. And right. so.
0: Hey, they, they played for like maybe another, was it a week or yeah, something? Yeah, it, 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 was, it was like a week.
1: It was like a week and a half. But understand oh. that I, I can't remember what team some team that played a game, I want to say it was Golden State, but they had a sign on the door that said, hey, you know, you come to see this game at your own risk, blah, blah, blah. So we know lawyers were involved, everything. So they knew that it's a possibility people could get sick, but they still were playing the game. Um, So I don't know how the NFL is going to handle it, but you're right. Everybody's looking because the NFL is the big dog on the block. We're going to see how they handle the games. And and it seems like the NFL is – planning on playing these games because they just signed a deal you know how they have those thursday night games so they signed a yeah. deal with amazon prime amazon prime is going to show one of the games you know so they're still carrying on like this season is still going on
0: man y'all you watch you watch concussion they own a day of the week in the fall man these yeah. owners you can't is about that to get that their money they, they about to get their money man and uh, the, 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 hard part it is crazy is the owners are now looking, I guess, to make money elsewhere because, you know, a lot of the TV money comes, goes to the player that plays the player. So, you know, they're looking to strike these deals. Uh, I'm sure Amazon prime where a lot of that money is now going to go to them if they can't have people in the stands.
1: Wow. Look, this is a unprecedented time. So it's some things that's gonna happen that we, you know, people have never seen before. But just think about an NFL game with no fans in the stadium. Be,
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, for me as a former player, I would be that'd be really hard to do. Yeah, no
1: cheering, nothing because nobody's there. I
0: mean, it'd be almost like practice. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, so I mean, I guess it would be. Yeah. I mean, you just have to really be locked in and focused because, you know, obviously you know, with the emotion of the game, the yeah. fans give you know, the, the roar, the crowd, give you some emotion you play yeah. with that. And, uh, that would definitely, I'm, I'm sure that would be missed by everybody. Or or, or, think, I mean, or
1: think of some other options. Now I'm not saying this is what, what teams are going to do, but say, say that the Jaguars are playing and, and – they they're only gonna let season ticket holders in because they, they don't want to sell any more tickets and they're they're making people sit six or seven feet apart. Think think about how well, crazy mean, that would look and how, I mean, I don't well, know. I, I yeah, just can't, mean, I can't they fathom
0: they They could do that. They could say, I mean, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be season ticket holders and you know,
1: and that's sponsors. It. Yeah, and that's it. But and then family, you, but then you know, know but then you know you might have some season ticket holders that's going to catch your attitude because they might say hey I my tickets are at the 30 yard line but they might say hey well you got to sit in the end zone cuz we're spreading people out. I didn't pay for that. I didn't, look, man, well, if you want to see the game that's what you got to do.
0: Well, guess what? give them their money back and let them stay home
1: <laughs> and, and hey look at the game on TV it, it, it's gonna yeah. be different and I guess maybe maybe we'll get some more insight on Thursday maybe, maybe the NFL will say something on Thursday we don't know when they release the schedule um we'll definitely listen uh, and see
0: I mean if listening to you know all reports and how things are going the NFL is planning on starting their normal schedule I mean they're planning on going with and college football is going the same. they're planning on going with things as normal and, you know, planning to start on time. You know, I've talked to my nephew uh, who plays college football. Uh, he's been given a report date, you know, in July when they're expected to turn wow. back to campus
1: wow. and
0: start working out. So, uh, you know, they expect to play football, you uh, in some capacity uh, this yeah. fall. So yeah. we'll see how it happens. And I'm, I'm sure the NCAA will follow suit with whatever the NFL does, mm-hmm. meaning uh, if they say no fans, then expect the NCAA to follow some type of same format uh, with that.
1: With no fans. Uh,
0: with no fans,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yo, and, and you know what? Let, let's switch gears for a minute. We're going to come back because we still got to talk some football talk about uh, Leonard Fournette. But let's talk about um, U, uh, UFC is coming to Jacksonville this weekend. But of course, they're going to be fighting with nobody in, in the arena.
0: Yeah, that's going to yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people going to be disappointed, you know, don't get to see UFC here in Jacksonville yeah. a lot. And then for it to be here and not be able and to you attend. Can't go- yeah, uh, I saw a lot of people posting about that. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just a trying time that we're in. You know, yeah. I hate that, you know, people can't go. That would be something I would, you know, love to go to. I mean, I haven't been to a UFC fight. I didn't have tickets per se, but yeah, you know, I'm sure that would have been something I would have, you know, maybe looked into or, uh, possibly yeah. tried to you use big for to get some <laughs> now That's
1: it, it so. will it will be on a pay-per-view and mm-hmm. i know i saw an interview with um with uh what's his name dana dana white yeah now he he did say that you know he because he's not really totally happy with the situation the way it is but he says that you know he is looking to bring um ufc back to jacksonville you know when things are better and then the fans can can you know um
0: to
1: come
0: check team. it out yeah yeah, yeah. so well, i mean dana a, he's been a pretty you know stand-up guy i mean yeah. he's been uh you know he's been he's, he's been political you know yeah. he said some things and uh you know i like him uh i think he's i think he's a fair guy i think that you know he understands a world that we live in he you know i kind of equate dana white uh, he reminds me of a mark cuban type you know he. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he that uh, He's he's
0: a good, you know, good person. I think Mark Cuban is a good person, but he's a you know, a, a solid businessman. Business, business man. man, yeah. Uh that that, you know, does things, you know, not necessarily um with the grain and he seems to go against the grain sometimes and
1: uh I like it. So for he's not like your old boss who used to run the the lingerie league, is he? He's nothing like him. Oh uh, no,
0: he's definitely <laughs> he definitely not like uh I wouldn't even classify that dude as a boss. I mean, <laughs> that
1: dude
0: was just, he was the worst.
1: Oh, Lingerie league. I think they still owe both of us money, don't they? Yeah, we definitely
0: do. He, uh, you know, he's, I think they revamped it again last year, I want to say. And dude, he keeps I changing to, the
1: name of the league and moving to different cities. He, he just, yeah, he he just he still sh- doing shady stuff. Still do All shape, Right,
0: still. I mean, he's he's changed the league, you know. He's got his core players that he, you know, uses and they play. Uh, they're great players. Uh, you know, I don't take anything away from those girls. Uh, you know, Ziggler, you know, she's a Hall of Famer in my book in that league. Um, Adrian as well, Sage, uh, Dina, definitely. She's, a, you know, uh, been a baller. And then uh, all the ones that I coached out of Tampa. I think and KK, you know, she won a couple championships yeah, now. I think out yeah. in Seattle, in Seattle, she's still playing. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how uh, things shake out with this, you know, because they would be playing at this time. This would be their, you know, season time I know it. Uh, for them to have games. So uh, for them to be missing these games, it might be, you know, it might be good for him. He might be able to, you know, save some money and be able to run it decent. I don't know how he, you know, if he ever started paying these girls. Or, I, I
1: don't think he's um, going to run it decent. Look, he, he – because, you know, his brother used to help him in it. His brother's just like, dude, I, I can't do this no more. Like, like when your brother I don't even want to work with you no more. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, know, a, a lot of people
0: left. I remember uh, in the middle of the season, I coached. Uh, Tyler quit. Tyler was uh, – i in charge of doing all the production stuff, and he yeah. quit. Yeah, I mean, right it's, it's, in the middle, just,
1: so. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, let's go back yeah. to football really quickly. Um, let's talk Leonard Fournette, man. People been talking about him this week because on Monday, the Jaguars officially passed on exercising his fifth-year option. So, um, you know, if you, if you don't know how it works, if you're a rookie – you basically your contract is for four years and whatever team signs you, they've got the option to pick up your fifth year. So of course yeah. Fournette's still on his rookie contract and the Jaguars say they are not gonna pick up that fifth year. How you feel uh, about that, Sofa? I think it's I think it's kind of a slap in the face.
0: Uh I, I think when you look at the business side of it, um, uh, I don't think we're very smart by the Jaguars. Um, I guess I can see kind of both sides of it. The running back position has really been devalued yeah. in the NFL because if, if you do it by committee, and you look at this draft, and you look at how many running back. You know, so many get picked, and there's so many out there. Uh, they feel there's, you know, running backs. You know, kind of a, a dime a dozen. And that's why uh, that's think, why
1: nobody would really draft them in the first round.
0: Right, and that's yep. that's exactly why. And yep. I think that you know when you look at Leonard, I think that you know the team has had uh, some you know ups and downs with him. Uh, they've had some frustration with his maturity uh, over you know different issues. I think this is a uh, them saying we don't feel in the years that you've been here, you've matured enough for us to want to offer you another deal. You know, I think it's kind of, uh, they feel he is going to be or should be a leader in the locker room when you have such a young team. Yeah. And for him to, uh, you know, kind of put a uh, a strain in that locker room by mentioning that, you know, the can can't sign Cam Newton, which I don't think would be a bad idea for them to sign him. But, um for him to say that, I feel as if they feel like, you know, he is uh, not being a guy in the locker room that's going to uh, help build and go forward.
1: I mean, so, but so I is think, it is it wrong for a player to? I mean, that's just his opinion. But I feel like yeah. the Jaguars don't want players to to have an opinion. They want everybody to fall yeah. in line. You and don't say nothing. And I and I think that's 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 not realistic.
0: That's definitely that's definitely how it, you know how it seems, and um, you know for the Jaguars, why I say it's not smart on their part is, you know this guy uh, when you look at the last season, if he had his best season of his career last year. Obviously, rushing for over a thousand yards uh, at one point in the league was one of the top rushers. in the league, had a chance to win the rushing title, yeah. uh, but then we saw his carries uh, substantially decrease uh, over a five or six week period. Uh, well, he didn't, you know, get the ball, and he really pretty much carried this team catching the ball, uh, running the ball out of the backfield with a stacked, um, you know, offensive, you know, defensive front, yeah, uh, to, to gear up against him because, you know, our passing game was, uh, and that at times uh, with Gardner Minshew not being efficient with the football, uh, a lot of his plays, you know, that he had success on was broken plays. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think that uh, with the Jaguars, they wanted to try and see about uh, getting some compensation from him. But when the draft passed and, you know, no trade was made for him, uh, I felt that the Jaguars uh, still have a good running back. You know, I think that this yeah. guy yeah. Uh, is a guy that is worth keeping and having on your team. Uh, he's a running back that can catch the football out of the backfield. He showed you his hands are getting better. Uh, I think that his maturity, even you know, with what he said, I don't think it was all that bad. I mean, I think you know him wanting competition, and out, you know, he came from an LSU place where you know they had competition yeah. at LSU, you know, competing, you know, so he understands what it means to, you know, to have to go out on the practice field and every day, you know, earn your job. And, uh, I think Gardner Minshew doesn't have that right now. He doesn't have anybody to push him to be better. I mean, I think the Jaguars made a mistake with Blake Bortles when they did the same thing. Yeah. You know, they never brought in anybody to uh, make, you know, have competition. What's wrong with competition, uh, good, healthy competition, having a solid backup, of someone course. that you feel comfortable with, uh, that, you know, if something does happen to your starter, he can go in and make plays for you. Exactly. And he does. He pushes your starters, even even on the scouting, He pushes your start, your starting defense to be better, uh, w- you know, by, by his ability. You know, he just doesn't. You know, he's not robotic in his throws. You know, he's making plays uh, to make your defense better as well. Because they're going to get somebody. You don't want your defense going against uh, you know slouches all the time. Where when they get in the game and they're going against, for say, uh, a Russell, you know, Russell Wilson. Or, or lamar jackson now
1: yeah, he's got
0: like him this right so mm-hmm. i mean uh, you have to have somebody that's gonna you know bring competition that's gonna keep that quarterback room uh lively and, and those guys compete with each other you know even if it's just small drills of, of throwing you know you know being uh, accurate you know those drills get competitive with those quarterbacks you know and you want that on your team because you want your guys to be better.
1: Yeah. And if you
0: don't as a coach, I mean, you shouldn't be in the business.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, man, I, just, I just think it's kind of it, – it's a little slap in the face to me. Just like you said, Fournette had his, his best season last season, over 1,100 yards. Um, yo, over 500 yards receiving out the backfield. You mentioned that too. He caught almost 80 passes out the backfield. Uh, 522 yards. On, only scores three rushing touchdowns, which, which I think goes to show you that whole. I, you know, I don't know who was who was calling them offensive plays last year or whatever, but I mean that right there is kind of kind of a a a a, a, a yellow light to me. You know, y- y'all not even run. You know, he's not even trying to run run him in to, to get touchdowns.
0: I don't, uh, I think when you, you know, you looked at him in several games where he's uh, pretty much jumping from the five yard line, uh, extending I do the ball. That, yeah. I don't understand how the Jaguars had some of the struggle they had in the, you know, tight, you know, goal line area, uh, scoring touchdowns with your for that. I mean, this is a guy you need to give him the football and let him, you know, take off pretty much and, you know, getting in the end zone, you know, that's – I mean, that's what we had. I mean, we we ran the ball. When we got down there, hey, Fred is coming in the game, and we're running 32 lead or 32 power. I mean, that's what we're coming with right now. You know, there's no secret about it. Uh, we're not – you know, we're not trying to play action. We're, we're setting a tone. On first down, we're giving it to our best player. And, um, you know, I, I just – You know, last year you're looking for that. He was their MVP offensively. Uh, You know, outside of DJ heart, he's you know the best offensive weapon they had last year.
1: But we don't want to give you this fifth season. Yeah, and I think I
0: I think I I think it's a little bit based on you know his maturity. Yeah, Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with you know his playing ability. I think it's you know a lot of sour grapes, if anything. Uh, from Dave Caldwell and the front organization, feeling that, uh, you know, it's a slap in their face, you know, for them to, you know, feel like he doesn't trust or want to play with the quarterback that they brought in. Um, and, you know, for me, I'm not sold on Mitchell. I'm not sold that he is the guy to take this franchise uh, yeah. back to the playoffs and win in playoff games and, and competing for championships.
1: We definitely going to see what happens, definitely. But so. I mean, is it hurt feelings there, man? When for Nick, he got to walk back in that locker room.
0: Uh, I mean, I think you know, minshew has got to you know suck it up and wear his big boy pants. I think, I think you know, Fournette and, and him can coexist. I don't think that that's something that uh, can't uh, happen in that locker room. I don't think Minshew. I don't think I think minshew understood what he meant, and you know. Uh, you know, I mentioned he's a competitor. I don't think he yeah. would shy away from the competition anyway. So, um, you know, I think he's the kind of guy that likes that and will we welcome that. So, uh, you know, maybe they should ask Gardner what he thought about his comments and if he was upset. And if he wasn't, then, you know, I, I, think, I really think it's a bad move not uh, taking that 50-year-old in for that yeah goal. Yeah, we'll definitely see what even happens if, with that. But, I mean, because even in worst case, you know, if he has another good season, Uh, You can use him as trade bait, you know, to to maybe get some more draft picks uh, like you have this year to to build this young team uh, even better, but to let him, you know, just kind of walk out. And you look at our franchise and and you say, well, hey, how many guys, not many guys have signed uh, a second contract uh, with the Jaguars after being drafted. And that's that's not. That's not really what you want. I know
1: that's, that's not good at all.
0: Especially you draft these guys. You want these guys to be here and to be invested in the city and, uh, definitely, uh making, uh, the city better and, 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 uh, here. So if they, if you draft them and you spend all that time invested in drafting them and then they're gone, uh, after their first deal, um, what, what are we really doing? What, what kind of franchise are we building with guys that you know played three years here, four years Where's here, and then they're gone, and we see them you know going to Pro Bowls and 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 winning Super Bowls at other teams. Uh, it just it's just not you know it's not smart. I mean, I, I get you have to manage a salary cap, but that's why you draft guys uh, and, and you have and you build those relationships with them. So you can resign them, and they know they're valued, and and, and things that you can do for them here in this city in Jacksonville uh, to make it uh, really sweet for them. So yeah, uh, I think I think that uh, we we we've got to get better in that uh, as an organization in signing our guys, uh, our guys that we draft. You got to sign those guys and keep them here, especially if you're if you're gonna you know if the goal is to. Stockpile draft picks, a lot of, uh, New England Patriots, then we, you know, we gotta keep those guys here. We gotta, you know, those guys don't just walk out of the ring and they stay, you know, and they work. Oh, yeah. they, they buy into the way in the model, or do your job and, and, and they win championships. That's why it's, you know, guys stay because they'll say, okay, you know, is it, is it worth staying here if I take, you know, Three million dollars less, four million dollars less. If I take less money, and uh, and I win championships, but then you know I make this money back. You know the four million I, I miss in salary, I make up in endorsements, and I make it up in playoff money anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm still going to get that money because of exposure I'm going to get by being in the playoffs. So uh, that's how you uh, build a winning franchise, and I think that. Uh, you know, Jacksonville really, really, really needs to, uh, you know, look at it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they don't exercise it and Leonard Fournette still, you know, wants to sign here what he's, you know, done uh with this season. Who knows what happened and what mm-hmm. the future may they hold. I, yeah. I don't see it.
1: Now but, what, you know, it's if, a
0: possibility. Now, what
1: if Fournette re and, and they fire Caldwell? Huh! Wouldn't that be some stuff?
0: Wouldn't yeah. That, hey. I mean, it would be interesting. I mean... And 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 that could happen. They they find Caldwell. They find Caldwell, and you know Leonard Fournette. You know signs a a long term deal because you know the person who uh, comes in values Leonard Fournette and what he brings to a football team and how he can help the Jaguars uh, move the football, especially on offense. Uh, You know we don't have many weapons or household names as it is. Uh, so um, to have Leonard Fournette, I think, is a blessing right now, uh, especially when you have an unproven quarterback in uh, Gardner Minshew. Um, you know, who could run into a sophomore slump, uh, and, and then we would be, and you know, could you know, possibly see what a lot of you know people are predicting: for the Jaguars to go possibly two and fourteen. This year.
1: Man. That wouldn't be a good thing at all. Not uh, at all. It definitely,
0: no, it definitely wouldn't. I don't think. I don't think Doug Moreau
1: would last. Look, I don't think nobody would last after that. Hey, um, no, how you feel about um, that de- defensive end that Jaguars picked up this week? Aaron Lynch came from your Bears. You know, that's your team, your Bears.
0: Well, you know, he's he's a guy that was disruptive. I saw a little yeah. bit of him. Uh, he was disruptive with the Bears. He, I think he's, you know, well, for me, I, I've seen the Jaguars address a lot of defensive issue. I still haven't seen them address that offensive line.
1: And they got to do that, man.
0: Yeah, definitely need to.
1: No, no, he did play for Chicago, but, you know, he's a Florida boy. He went to South Florida. Oh, yeah. that's why. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, he was originally drafted by San Francisco. Um, played some years in San Francisco, then um, then went to Chicago. But yeah, he, um, I think he's a pretty solid, solid guy. He's been playing for what seven years, I think. Yeah, seven years. Will
0: definitely bring some experience. That's what they need. They need some experience, and you know, possibly a guy to take over from where Calais left off. And because uh, you're gonna need you're somebody in some that work. locker room,
1: man. You, you, I mean, like who, who is the leader of this team?
0: right now uh you have to say uh miles jack (laughs) okay (laughs) give everybody a candle
1: let's make it happen come on (laughs) let's make it happen man um we know who was the leader of the chicago bulls we know that hands down gotta be my man michael jordan um we are up to episode five and six uh this week espn documentary um, they tackled the whole dream team situation, which which was which was awesome, man. It's good to see. Um you know, just see that I mean, I just remember that going on, man, where they were just kicking everybody's butt. I didn't know the situation went on with uh Tony Kukoc When he was playing Hello. playing for Croatia.
0: Oh yeah, they they definitely that was uh, you know, because for years they had tried you know, Jerry Krauss Kraus had tried to, you know, woo you know him to come to the bulls you know when the bulls were winning championships uh and you know i understood what michael jordan was saying yeah that, but i know, I, I, did, got- I didn't
1: know that he just like put scotty pippen on hold to pay or try to figure out how much he was gonna pay tony which man i'm like man this this dude here that man that <laughs> i don't even know what to say about that dude in chicago that gm
0: well, yeah, I mean, he felt like Scotty. You know, they knew Scotty had signed that long-term deal, and you know, Scotty shouldn't have signed the deal. Was long-term, seven years. And I get he wanted to, uh, um, that stability. Yeah, he take care of his family. I get, I get it. I get, it. See, I get
1: it.
0: Yeah. I see, that's the crazy part. You know, with that NBA, you know, there's so much guaranteed money and stuff like that. Uh, you know, with that, those owners, you know, sometimes they get on the hook. You know, when guys are out of the league. You know, you look at a Bob Sura who was, you know, in the league and signed a big-time deal, you know, guaranteed. And he was out of the league for, you know, four or five years and still receiving, you know, ten, twelve million million, $12 million from the Houston Rockets. That's crazy. You know, as a oh, You're Right. So as an owner, I get it. You know, that's the business side. Coggy didn't understand it. He was young. He learned from it.
1: Um, can you still believe the whole animosity there between Isaiah <laughs> and and him not being on the dream team, man.
0: No, I get it. I mean <laughs> Scotty I mean Scotty and, and Mike really didn't like Isaiah. And you know, a lot of people blame Michael Jordan for it. And, but I, you know, I hear it was
1: magic, man.
0: It was a lot more than just Michael. It was
1: Yeah, like nobody like, liked him. Nobody liked Isaiah.
0: Well Larry Bird didn't like him. Yeah. I and mean, Magic had fell out at that time. Yep, you know, Scotty and Mike definitely didn't like him. Uh, so you're talking about the three captains of the Dream team, you know, because exactly. Mike, Larry Bird, <laughs> and, and Magic didn't like him, or you know, were you know, didn't you know feel. And then Rod Thorne, who put the team together, didn't. uh you know, he watched you know Isaiah walk walked off. Uh, you know, earlier the Bulls beat him you know, early that spring. So I don't think that was a good look for Isaiah. Uh, I think that. You, you know, got with it
1: now, homeboy.
0: Yeah, he definitely was uh, one of the best players at that time and yeah, probably should have been on that team, in my opinion. Uh, when you look at Kristen Leitner, who probably, I don't think, should have been on there. Obviously, I think Shaq shouldn't have been on there, but yeah. Kristen Leitner was the player of the year in college that year, so. They put him on. Uh, But John Stockton uh, could have easily been replaced with Isaiah. Yeah. Um, I think Isaiah definitely was a better player. But from what the Dream Team had, and you talk about Isaiah, Isaiah was more known as a scorer. So with, with Stockton being more of a assist guy, You've got Michael Jordan, you've got Magic, you've got Scotty, you've got Carl yeah. Malone, you got yeah. Barkley, you got Patrick Ewing, all these guys wanting the ball. If your point guard is not willing to really be a distributor first, yeah. uh, then it might have been it might not, the team might not have been as great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I look I look at a bit of, a little bit of that too as well, uh, when they put that team together. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean it's nothing we can do about it now. Uh they to live with it, we did with it, so it yeah. is what
1: it is. It is, it is. Um, so here, here's the big question people have been asking. Do you feel that Michael Jordan's gambling affected anything? Affected his play, affected, you know, the Bulls. Do you do you feel that affected anything?
0: I do. I think it affected him winning eight straight titles. You <laughs> know, <laughs> I think you know the the two years he's retired. And I uh, went and played baseball. Uh, I think that was, you know, due to the gambling and him being tired of the media. And yeah. I think he wanted to. But you're Michael Jordan. And to go play baseball, the the media didn't go away. So it had to be something where he just didn't want to deal with the NBA or david stern a lot of people think you know david stern told him to go and you know go away because that's about the time i want to believe that's when his father
1: passed yeah yeah his his father got killed yeah so and and, i mean and i mean maybe maybe he needed he needed to get away from basketball because of that you know you, you never know how a person grieves you know and that's
0: possible. I yeah. mean, you know, it's, it's been, you know, two years and he came back and he dominated. It's been two years now. Maybe, uh, you know, tell him to make a comeback now.
1: Too soon? <laughs> yeah. Too, too soon? Too, too. I, I don't, I don't, he's out on bail. I don't think they're going to let him play. But, yeah, that's too soon. He that's too soon. To <laughs> too to soon. Check, so, I
0: too mean, if he, so if he showed back up and said, I'm ready to play, when he's in the down do you think they would cut him?
1: Um. Well, I mean, I think we need as much help on the defense as we can get. So no, let let the man play until I mean, because once again, it's it's the situation where you're you're innocent until until proven guilty, right? That's how
0: it's supposed to be. But
1: I mean, if if you once again, we back with the Jaguars talking about how okay, now all of a sudden they want all these high character people on the team, or high character play. That's what we're going for: high character players. But I mean, I feel like, on, you know, on your team, you need you need some dogs on that team. You need some you need some 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 um, Lawrence Taylors on the team. You need some Deion saying. You need some people that's going to talk crap and back it up.
0: Oh, you definitely need some uh, trying to get a couple personal file Yeah, fight somebody through the face. I mean,
1: what, you know, quiet is cat. That's why I love Jalen. You you need somebody who just who just going don't don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, I, I don't think they'll let Telvin play though. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Wouldn't happen. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. But I mean, I'm I'm really eager to um see the next parts of this uh Michael Jordan documentary, Last Dance on ESPN every Sunday night. I know y'all got the DVRs rolling. Um Yo, it's, it's just, it's, I look at each episode twice, man, because I know I missed something the first time.
0: Oh, yeah. And then, you know, it brings up these old memories I had of a Pistons. I still can't stand the Pistons.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, speak, speaking of older things, shout out to uh, ABC. Um, because, of course, you know, with, with sports not happening right now, did you see um, last week where ABC was playing the 19, I think it was the 1994 Finals? with Kobe mm-hmm. and Shaq playing against um
0: I think oh, they were yeah. playing
1: against uh were they playing against Detroit? Yeah, they were playing against Detroit. Rip. And all of them, I was like, dude, it was just good to see that. That was a good finals. I know it. I know it, but it was just good to see, you know, Kobe and Shaq and and it was just good to see that, man. Shout out to ABC for doing that. That that was man, a lot of these these retro games, man, I still even though we've seen the games already, but just to see them again.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm ready to see some live game though I know it man. live
1: stuff. I'm ready to
0: get back to a little bit of normalcy, hopefully, and we can uh what is
1: normal, man? I don't even think we got a normal no more. I don't I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get back to what it used to be. Uh and you know, I think what we need to do is start uh so many people out there, you know, you're racist people. We need to start getting rid of some of them. Not the first thing Yo, do.
1: uh situation happened in Brunswick in February. I mean, it's, it's been all over the Internet the past couple of days. Um, of course, unarmed black guy jogging. And he was just targeted by yeah. uh, a, a, a white man and his son. The crazy thing is the, the the father, the the white man, the father. He was a former police officer and former investigator with their. They they don't call it state attorney's office up there, but whatever they call it up there, in Georgia, and and I mean what what bugs me, man, is this happened a stone's throw from Jacksonville.
0: Well,
1: it happened. I mean, it happened in Brunswick.
0: we can. I mean, we can get there. You know. We this, could get there almost this, in a the, the time this phone call. Yeah, yeah it's 20 this minutes. Phone call. So, oh, that's sad, you know. Uh, you know, especially if it happened months ago, and this video is just now surfacing, uh, meaning, you know, it, seems, it gives the impression that they're trying to
1: uh, hide it or keep it uh, under the wraps. I don't doubt. I don't doubt they are trying to hide it. Of course. And, and, of course they're you know, trying to hide it's it. Just, it's just so
0: horrible. To see it, when I watched it, you know, for the first time, um, I just couldn't believe what I saw, you know. So I had to watch it again. I was like, no, I mean, I, I, this can't be real. You know what I mean? I, I'm thinking, you know, this got to be prank. Somebody, you know, this is a stage. You know, this no. cannot be happening no. in 2020. And, um, you know, to, to, to hear it's true and this young man, you know, lost his life because these guys felt he was in their neighborhood, shouldn't be jogging. Uh, you know, it's not, I don't care if he's a police officer, uh, prosecutor. I don't care what he is. He's, you know, what I saw in that tape was clear cut murder. Yeah. Uh, the guy in the, in the, the guy in the pickup bed, he should be a couple because he's reaching for a weapon as well. Like he, you know, uh, he's a cost the kid. So, uh, You know, for me, I think both of them need to, you know, just uh, really just drop them off on the south side of Chicago. (laughs) And
1: And, and you got a lot of mouth over there. Let's see see how much mouth you got then.
0: Yeah, or take them over there to Bankhead in in Atlanta and and, and, and see how they, drop them off in some of these urban areas and see how that go out for
1: them. Yo, it's it's no doubt in my mind that that they were trying to hide the tape or um, maybe try to push this whole situation under the rug. It's no doubt in my mind, especially with the credentials that that guy had. Um, but look, th- this is this is where social media and things like this can spread like wildfire, and so many eyeballs have have seen it now. Um, understand, um, Joe Biden said something about it this week. Saying that, hey, this situation needs to be handled. You know, this, this we need we this person needs to be charged. So, you know, if a presidential candidate is talking about it, it it's something that's yeah. going to be done. Yeah,
0: that's what I. Well, I wonder what our president will say. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't, I
1: don't, I don't want to know. I don't even care because uh, it's, it's going to piss me off more. I know that. Whatever you he say, I know people, it's going to piss me off. What
0: Are you going to say some good people was police? Good area? people, yeah. Wow.
1: He he, good with throwing at good people just like oh you yeah. know oh did you see the people that stormed um the the um what was storm the in chamber michigan? with the guns in michigan yeah. yeah oh but they were good people they're good people we need to talk to them they're good people really but if you take a knee you're a son of a bitch look i, I we probably need to end the podcast on that right now message Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you see what i'm saying <laughs> so it, it's it, it's the the, the world we live in, of course, we see the world is changing. Not, not only with the corona and, and everything going on, going on, but it's just, I, I still cannot believe that we're dealing with this type of racism, whatever you want to call it, you know, in 2020. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't get it.
0: I mean, it's all, I mean, this the justice system was never designed for us. You look at the history of the United States, uh, you know, the Black Panthers were trying to uh, protect themselves and uh, just get people to school safe and kids, blacks, black kids to school safe and feed a meal and went to the, uh, you know, Senate office in California and the gun laws were changed. Uh, you know, now those gun laws are geared towards, you know, black people having weapons and missing people now storming with, with weapons and nothing was done to these people yeah, Understand,
1: if they were a different color, that would not have ended like it did. Not, not at, at, all. at all. Not at all. And y'all know that. So, not at this all. This is all, I mean, some people won't ever see it, but,
0: you know, that's the reality that we live in. So, uh, hopefully one day we can change it or just by addressing things that's you know, these nature and keeping it uh, in the eye of the public until, you know, justice is served.
1: Yeah it's just it's just a sad situation where I mean I'm just just me as being a black man, I gotta feel some kind of way, which I already feel some kind of i i, I cannot be doing anything but driving, but understand you do realize that if a police cars behind me, I'm feeling some kind of way, even because I know I haven't done anything, but that doesn't mean anything definitely doesn't but that's the way I gotta live, you know and you, and you don't have to have a weapon on you at all. <laughs> Look.
0: or you can have one and be, and tell him you have one and still get shot you know so it is what it is it's just really it's really bad but that's the way that
1: we live it's got to change though a change gonna come that's what the song said a change gonna come man
0: yeah we're gonna keep praying
1: <laughs> got to got to keep it real podcast once again i appreciate you listening um, don't forget, um, follow our Instagram. You get everything from our Instagram, which is Keep It Real Podcast. Click the link in that uh, in our Instagram, and you can get past episodes. You can get the new episode, and uh, we are here weekly. And, uh, and follow Big Sofa because he's gonna show you how to make a drink on his Instagram.
0: Oh, drinks! I put a little cooking stuff on there every once in a while too. Put some more self stuff on there. But yeah, follow me at Big Sofa and. Uh, We out. We out.